This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's you better you bet from BetQL. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller filling in once again for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here on this Wednesday. We will be with you for the next four hours. Got a great show playing. Going to talk a bunch of baseball today, pitchers and catchers reporting so a lot of excitement with the opening day gonna be here before we know it so we'll look at that Kenny Ducey is gonna join us around four o'clock talk some baseball Denton Day will also join us gonna talk some NBA also look at college football dive into some of the offseason news that is happening um, in the college game Pat Boyle will join us at 520 Eastern time gonna talk some uh, college hoops and NBA with Pat and then Ben Wittenstein will join us as well. Going to talk some NBA with Ben. So four great guests coming up over the next four hours. Mark and I alongside with you. You can listen to the show on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. You can also go to twitch.com backslash BetQL, YouTube um, backslash Odyssey Sports. You can watch for free on the Odyssey app or go to BetQL network.com as well mark great to see you again how did the uh how the bets go last night did we make ourselves some money a little bit a little bit too much sweat and not enough profit last night so uh you know we hit the timberwolves they covered easily i thought that number was a little bit short you know against the portland team uh you know i like to target sometimes when you have a really strong team like minnesota playing a team that's very weak defensively um i i think the market can overreact there to the spot, you know, the situational spot. So I played Minnesota there. That worked out. My Kings let me down. The Sacramento Kings, uh, no lighting the beam last night. They were right there at the end. Uh, a couple missed free throws down the stretch. They end up losing by five. We had the four and a half. So, um, so oh. close, but doesn't matter. It's a it's a minus in the old in the old uh, profit and loss. So you know, Kings couldn't get it done. And DeAndre Ru- Russell was one bucket away from going over his points, rebounds, and assists. And, you know, with the game not being competitive against the Pistons, the Lakers had him on the bench instead of on the court cashing my bet. Yeah, that that unfortunately is a bad beat. I uh, I was in the college game. I went one and two last night. Iowa State under was was an easy one for us. That was good. I'm telling you, Mark, I really like this Iowa State team, man. They can defend. Their defense mm-hmm. travels. You were talking about scored that enough points. Yeah, they they look good. Uh, scored enough points to take down Cincinnati last night. That was a really good road win for them. Tough week for Cincinnati. They had Houston at home, Iowa State at home this past week. Couldn't get a win in either of those games, so they remain squarely on the bubble. And then I, I it was complete opposite stories in the other two games where you had San Diego State and Louisville. San Diego State, I had them minus five and a half. They got down to start the game. 
uh, like 17-3 against Colorado State or something like that. They were down 14 at halftime. Then Colorado State only scores 14 points in the second half. And San Diego State comes back and beats them by like 17. It was insane. And then the other game, Louisville, I had them plus 9.5. They were up by like 10 in the first half. We're absolutely killing it. And then they end up losing by 12. BC had a big second half. So it's one of those nights in college hoops. You know, one of the games started off slow, ended up being on the right side. Louisville started fast and then uh, ended up being on the wrong side of that one. But the Iowa State under came through as well. So pretty decent night. We'll obviously get into some NBA games, some college slate games throughout the show today. Not really the best slate of college hoops games today. Some of these conferences, this is like the off week for a bunch of these teams. Like I know there are a couple different teams in the SEC who have already played 10 conference games. You have some that have played nine. Those teams that have only been able to play nine games are playing this week. Big 10, there are a couple games. Big 12 as well. So not the biggest slate, but uh, certainly we'll dive into that. NBA, pretty good slate. You got a couple teams who are on some back-to-backs. I know we were talking to that about that before the show, Mark. Like That's how you like to handicap Ooh. the NBA is when we have these injuries and sometimes you know the market kind of overreacts too much to some of these star players that are out for these teams. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's really how I attack the NBA. I just look for these market efficiencies for you know the, them to overreact to, whether it's a situational spot, bad travel spot, back-to-back, you know, lack of rest. Um, I like to target those. So it's it's a lot of underdogs. Sometimes it's favorites. Like I said, we saw last night with Minnesota. Number was a little bit short. Um, so we cashed that in. So, you know, it's it, 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 you know, it, it's not foolproof, you know, but just trying to pick off those uh, market inefficiencies. And by the end of the year, um, you know, it, it, it's, it should come out in the wash. We should be successful. So that's what I really like to look at. It's just trying to find out, like, hey, you know what? Like, this is a bad situation for this team, whether players are out, whether it's, you know, bad, you know, rest travel spot. Um, but the market might be kind of taking that into consideration a little too much. And that gives you an, op- an opportunity to play back on those teams. Mark, we got some breaking news here on the show. Just five minutes in, Ooh. our producer Alex is telling us that according to Adam Schefter, there's going to be a change in San Francisco. Steve Wilkes is going to be out as the 49ers defensive coordinator. So Wilkes obviously did a great job when he was with Carolina, took over as the interim head coach. They were like the worst team in football. And then he Mm -hmm. becomes the head coach, almost leads them to the playoffs. Personally, I thought he should have kept the job. They decided to go with Frank Reich. That turns out being a disaster. Lands a great gig as the D.C. of the Niners when D'Amico Ryans goes to take the head coaching gig in Houston. But now Wilkes is out, and uh, San Francisco – has to decide what they want to do at defensive coordinator. Really isn't isn't a surprise after the postseason that San Francisco's defense had. Obviously weren't great against the Packers, weren't good at all against the Lions, especially in the first half. Super Bowl was definitely their best performance, but when they needed to get stops at the end of the game, their defense just couldn't come through for them. So obviously they'll be looking for a new defensive coordinator is there any chance that one of these former NFL head coaches maybe comes and coaches the defense for San Francisco? Like, could you see Vrabel taking a defensive job or can mm. Belichick get a defensive job? Or do you think they go, uh, mm. they go elsewhere? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Belichick or Vrabel would kind of take that step down, um, you know, just to kind of get back into the league. I think they're probably better off just waiting and waiting for, you know, a better opportunity next year. Um, I'm surprised both of them are, are available. Uh, but I would think that San Francisco doesn't make this uh, move unless they have, you know, a good idea of, of what they want to do. And typically that means it's an internal promotion, um, you know, either that or, you know, they, they have their beat on somebody that is available in the market. Um, I think it's tough. Like I like Wilkes. You mentioned, you know, what he did in, um, you know, Carolina, what he did in Arizona before that, you know, I, I thought, I think he's a really, really good coach. There did seem to be some kind of dissension, you know, during the playoffs. Uh, they did play very well in the Super Bowl, though, you know, listen, the holding, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the 25 points in an overtime game, not too shabby, but not good enough, right? So, you know, it seems like he might be the scapegoat here, you know, Niners getting rid of uh, Wilkes. But I will be interested to see, you know, what they do. I have a feeling they'll be promoting somebody internally. Typically, when these moves happen, that's how it works out. Yeah, if I'm Carolina, Mark, I mean, I'm giving Steve Wilkes a call, seeing if he'd be willing to come back to the organization, right? He obviously has some familiarity with some players on that side of the ball. And that team just responded to him, like defense, offense. I know Bryce Young wasn't there when uh, when he was the interim head coach, but certainly Carolina's got a long way to go, and that team really responded to him in the second half. So, I mean, if you're David Tepper, like, you're just looking for any kind of answers at this point. Obviously, you bring in Dave Canales mm. as your new coach. But um, Wilkes, like you said, I, I mean, he's a good coach. He's going to land on his feet. He's going to get another job elsewhere. But if I'm the Panthers, like, I'd certainly entertain trying to bring him back into the organization. Um, it's going to be interesting what the Niners do. I tend to agree with you that they probably do have a plan of what they want to do. They certainly could pr promote from within. I wonder if for this upcoming season, though, even though this might be like the last hurrah for this group of 49ers, just because obviously they got a lot of superstars on their team and they're not going to be able to pay everybody. And there are only going to be so many years that you have of Brock Purdy on that rookie contract. They're probably, you know, they're clearly going to go all in. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I wonder if... You know, Robert Sala, depending on the year that he has with the Jets, if Rodgers ends up playing, they miss the playoffs, another disappointing season. I wonder if Sala is gone in New York and then he comes back to coach the defense for San Francisco. Like, that's kind of what I'm envisioning. I don't know if they have a guy in mind that they think really highly of in that building or elsewhere, but uh, seeing that news, like Sala was the first name that came to mind where I think maybe this year just kind of a placeholder year. You bring in a guy maybe for one year that you think could do a job. And then you go back to Salah as kind of your, your long-term solution for defensive coordinator for the next couple of years until maybe he gets another head coaching job somewhere. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, the one thing I have with that is when I'm thinking it through, right? Like you mentioned, like this is really the all or nothing year for a San Francisco 49ers like coming up. So do you really want to have a placeholder defensive coordinator while you're waiting, hoping that, you know, Robert Salah um, becomes, you know, frees up? Uh, you know, if Salah is available now, I'd be like, sure, you know, let's connect the dots and do it. But that's my only question is it, it just seems like to me, you know, Wilkes is a guy who I, I think is highly coveted around the league. Like, you know, everywhere he's gone, he's been able to build a culture. And I think that's going to be, uh, you know, a very, 
very attractive thing for, you know, some of these teams that are going to be drafting at the top of the draft, right? You know, so um, I, I think even bringing him in, if you have a defensive coordinator, you know, role, um, you know, already filled, if you're one of those teams, you know, that's looking to, you know, rebuild your team, bring in a guy like that, give him, you know, assistant, you know, uh, you know, positional coach, assistant head coach kind of role um, to get him in there you know, so the job becomes attractive for him and just have him have that impact that you talk about what he did in Carolina, how he impacted the players, how he was able to kind of, you know, build, you know, a good culture there. And I think that's what some of these, you know, uh, franchises that are struggling really need. Yeah, so that's uh, big news there to start the show. Steve Wilkes out as defensive coordinator for the 49ers, Adam Schefter reporting. So they'll be looking for a new D.C. heading into next season. Obviously, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, who celebrated with a parade today in downtown Kansas City. Mark, have you ever attended a championship parade? Did you see the Eagles one uh, a couple years back? Did you go to the Phillies one? Um, Have you been to one? How many have you been to one? Like, what was your favorite parade if you have been to one? Yeah, favorite one was definitely the Eagles, you know, after the 2017 season. It was just – it was so – overdue you know like we went through so much with Andy Reid and the four you know losing NFC championships and then getting to the Super Bowl and losing and then you know having the chance to get back there and win um it was just incredible and it it was a fun season like the the whole Nick Foles storyline Jason Kelsey's speech if you guys remember you know he got all dressed up in the mummers outfit and you know he did the speech um you know about how it was the whole team and you know he's calling out different players it was hysterical so the the parade was awesome it's an all-day affair it's tremendous it's something I'll remember you know for the rest of my life for sure so that's why you know when these teams get close and they lose like San Francisco it's heartbreaking because it's you know we talked about it yesterday legacy defining for these head coaches and um it's really it's really tough on the fans man because those parades are a real good time yeah, that Eagles parade looked like a lot of fun from a uh, outside perspective. The only one I've ever been to was when the Capitals won um, back in twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah, twenty eighteen. I went to uh, I went to the parade. It was right here downtown DC. That was a lot of fun. Didn't make it to the Ravens parade when they won in twenty twelve. I stayed in school. Hindsight probably should have gone, but uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like a good time. Those parades. You always wonder for teams like Kansas City, right? Who have obviously won like a bunch. In, in a few mm-hmm. in a few years, like if people kind of keep going back, if they've already been to one, certainly the players enjoy it. Like people in the city enjoy it, but you wonder if they're like, you know, I've been uh, a couple of them. I don't need to go back again to see another one, kind of thing. But uh, they celebrate today with the parade downtown Kansas City after winning the Super Bowl. And then um, MLB pitchers and catchers have reported to spring training today in Florida or Arizona, wherever it might be. So springtime is is here. Opening day is right around the corner. Is this when it kind of starts to hit you, Mark, like when pitchers and catchers report, the social media team show the videos of them getting out of their car and walking into the, the park? Is that when it starts to get you a little bit? Yeah, it's when you realize football's over, man. It ain't coming back for a little while, right? <laughs> so um, it, it's always a different vibe, you know, when, when that starts. But it's fun. It's good. Like, that's, you know, it, we all love football. It, but, you know, when you get into this part of the season, you have so many different things going on. So we got the NBA. We got the NHL. We got Major League Baseball. You know, we got college hoops. So that's really good that you get to kind of take a deep breath, 
right? You know, you don't have to grind, you know, in football every week. And then you can kind of, you know, acquaint yourself into these other, uh, you know, sports that are going on because it's a lot of fun, man. March Madness right around the corner, probably, you know, we talked about the best sporting events, uh, you know, the year March Madness definitely right up there. If not number one, probably, you know, number two on everybody's list. So it's going to come quick, man. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have stuff flying around all the time. Certainly will. Yeah. It's crazy that pitchers and catchers are reporting baseball season. You know, it's a grind when you're in it and then it's over. Everybody is locked into football. And then, like you said, football's over. Baseball's back before you know it. Those guys are at spring training. So it's going to be great seeing some games here in a couple of weeks. All right. First segment in the books, Mark and I with you until seven o'clock Eastern time. Going to continue the, the NFL conversation we come back look at some of the nfl wide receivers who have some free agent decisions to make you better you bet presented by bet mgm pj and mark filling in for nick and ken we'll be right back with you better you bet presented by bet mgm on the bet ql network